Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. Adobe stock analysis is the topic of today's presentation, and we're going to not focus on yesterday's earnings, but rather take a more holistic look at ADBE stock and think to ourselves, is this a company that we want in our own disruptive tech portfolio? Now, Adobe happens to be one of the biggest SaaS companies out there alongside Salesforce. So as of market close yesterday, Adobe was the biggest SaaS stock of the lot. Now, the company really needs no introduction because their brand is quite well known. Uh, They provide content creation, document management, and digital marketing software to creative professionals and marketers. So it's estimated that, for example, over 90% of the world's creative professionals use Photoshop for business. So the lion's share of Adobe's revenues come from subscriptions, 93%. That's the SaaS component there. There's two segments of that. 75% is digital media, which is stuff like their creative cloud, Photoshop, Illustrator, things like that. And 25% is digital experience or marketing tools. Now, this is a picture of their creative cloud and when you go to subscribe to a particular app they're quite good at getting you to bundle and we'll talk a little bit more about that later about how sticky their solutions are now when you look at revenue growth they've done quite well and as you can recall from our arc presentation their cutoff is 15 percent so over the past 10 years adobe would have met that threshold for arc they grew revenues at a compound annual growth rate of about 15 percent and as you can see here they weren't growing and then they had that nice look at this nice hockey stick growth now when you look back at five-year growth you still see around 14 percent but then three years 11 percent last year they grew just by six percent and if we take yesterday's guidance for the coming quarter we annualize that we get growth of about 8%. So this is single-digit growth. And we did a piece recently that talked about when you're growing 8%, you're really just growing 3 to 5%, depending on how you want to measure inflation. And that's just not good enough for growth investors, certainly not good enough for disruptive technology investors. Now, Adobe is perhaps anticipating this slowing growth with their acquisition of a firm called Figma. And Figma does collaborative web app uh, interface design. And we used this tool actually to build our new website. Well, our development team did. And we looked at the prototypes and whatnot. This is a very slick tool growing like wildfire. So they expected to add approximately $200 million in net new Uh, annualized recurring revenue this year, surpassing what they exited in 2022. So uh, that would give them somewhere around $600 million in um, recurring revenues. And look at this uh, net dollar retention rate of greater than 150%. That means their existing clients are using the tool more and more. They have gross margins around 90%, very impressive, positive operating cash flows. They have an efficient, high-growth business, and Adobe paid a lot for that. So, well, they're planning to pay because this deal hasn't closed yet, but the hefty price tag of $20 billion that Adobe's going to pay, half cash, half stock, is actually 50 times Figma's annual sales. So that's quite rich. Um, 
They'll probably need to take on some debt for this deal. That's not a concern because leverage for large companies like Adobe is almost expected. Now, when you look at how that impacts Adobe's recurring revenues, it's not a ton. So you can see here the breakdown between subscription and non-subscription. But the big item in this recent earnings call was um, Adobe jumping on the AI bandwagon with some generative AI offerings. And they expect, of course, these tools will help creative professionals not hurt them. And you can do all kinds of cool stuff. They um, refer to this one of these tools as Photoshop on steroids. The question is, will these AI features increase revenues and or retention? That's what it comes down to. Now, when you look at some uh, analysts out there, this gentleman I came across had some good comments to make about the impact of generative AI on Adobe. And he says here, if you can reduce the number of creative users building something, how many Adobe seats are you going to need? And he's absolutely right. So uh, he also goes on to say that Adobe has been showing AI for many years and investors just haven't been listening to them. So it's already embedded in some of their tools. And then he questions their overspend on Figma. What will happen there? We still don't know. That uh, deal hasn't closed. So whether or not it does, I guess we need to wait for that to happen. That's why we don't like to analyze M&A deals until they're complete. Now, when you look at the people who are buying Adobe's products, for example, creators, more than half of beginning creators haven't made more than $100 in a year. So that might cover their Adobe subscription. And then more than a third don't make more than $1,000. So $100 a year, that will cover your Adobe subscription until it doesn't. And it remains to be seen if the surge in quote-unquote creators and influencers uh, won't back down and has uh, perhaps been the catalyst for the growth that Adobe has seen historically. And now they're stalling as people realize that being a creator is extremely difficult. Now, what Adobe is very good at is being sticky. They're extremely creative at this. And I read a piece that talked about how some were speculating it was almost borderline illegal, how they were able to craft the cancels. And um, one of the things that we've noticed here on, uh, this is average revenue per user, it's shrinking over time. So you can just do some back of the napkin math and see that uh, even though these numbers were taken from quite a while ago, that um, it seems to be shrinking, which shows you that Adobe is taking on more smaller customers. We'll talk about our own experience as a small Adobe customer in a second. But the reason we did this presentation is because of Adobe's document cloud, which is threatening a company that we're holding, which is DocuSign. And they appear to be doing a very good job of that. I pulled up their investor deck, which is uh, from October 2022. It's an analyst presentation, uh, rather difficult to navigate, lots of uh, ESG diversity rubbish in there. But when you finally get to the meat of it, um, they present some pretty interesting metrics on how well they're able to integrate Document Cloud with businesses, which means that um, DocuSign might be in a world of hurt because Adobe has these great gross margins. Not that DocuSign's gross margins aren't good, but look at this, 88% gross margins, 46% operating margins, and they're a very large business. They're what, 20 times the size of DocuSign, which means they can compete on cost and that leadership position 
provides them with economies of scale and their margins are growing alongside revenues, which is great. Now, this quote-unquote market landscape of content fueling the global economy, now some of the numbers they put up here talk about the um, growth of these influencers and how small businesses on social media platforms are really driving that growth and that marketers value video as an important part of their marketing strategy. You're watching this video. The reason we made this is because our videos drive leads to our products. Now, when we used Adobe, just a couple side notes here. We used it for a number of things. Video editing, um, we don't use it for video editing anymore because we're able to use simpler free tools for that. Um, there are new tools out there that allow for creative editing without manual work. And of course, we're not doing a lot of flashy stuff with our videos. These are very basic, so we didn't have a need for that. One thing we wanted Adobe to do was um, to provide the ability to auto-generate photos in a theme that's not there yet. They can do that. We'd like to find an AI solution that can do that. So, for example, if you go to the About Us section of our website and look at uh, the profile pictures, they all have this sort of cartoonish theme. We'd like to find an AI solution that can do that instead of having to use Adobe's tools. And unfortunately, we pay somebody else to do that right now. We haven't found a sufficient solution for that. Audio editing, um, noise filtration using Adobe's tools shouldn't require 75 different options. We think that's quite easy for a generative AI firm to put something together to clean audio very simply. Um, report creation for our Quantigen's dividend growth report. Um, we were using Adobe's tools and then we moved to Word because it's just a lot simpler and it costs less, frankly. So we've really moved entirely off of the Adobe suite. Now I actually need to cancel that. And when you go to cancel Adobe's products, you wouldn't believe how clever they are. I recall doing a cancel uh, once and they said, okay, can we tempt you with this option? And I was like, no. And they're like, what about this? I was like, no. And when I get to the third page, you're like, okay, half price. So <laughs> all you had to do to get half price was just go through this series of screens and eventually they'll start discounting it until you say yes. It's very, very clever. And you can clearly see they've taken their massive pipeline of a funnel, as uh, influencers would call it, and optimized that to the T. So Generative AI threatens the creative types most if you just look at all the examples offered up in that niche. So that's perhaps the threat, though Adobe is spinning that as a uh, potential competitive advantage. We'll see how that pans out. Now, we decided to look at Adobe after uh, speculating that they're stealing market share from DocuSign. And um, relating to DocuSign, ARC saw the writing on the wall and dumped them um, at about the right time. Now, what we plan to do with that position is a different story. And you can read our piece on DocuSign to uh, learn more about that. But when it comes to Adobe, we're just not sure how we feel about them. Uh, but it's uh, not a company that's on our disruptive radar at the moment. We feel they already had their moment in the sun for disruption. Now, I'm going to put up another video here that uh, covers the second, let's say, uh, it's tied with Adobe for being the world's biggest SaaS for Salesforce. Before you watch that, please click the Analyze logo on the right. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog.
Thank you for your time.